welcome back to um hashtag belly at the worst moment oh god <laughs> it's not like you've done this for the past eight months you you think you were a new bit yeah. This, is the, this is the ninth one of these we've recorded, which is wild. I know. And there were those people that that were saying that we wouldn't <laughs> well, not that we wouldn't stick to it, but that we would get up on time. To be fair, there's been a few close shaves. <laughs> like 2 a.m. editing. <laughs> You've also had to do a lot out, of You've also had to deal with a lot of like technical issues. True. Every, True. every single month. I think <laughs> this is the longest happened. thing I've stuck to other than BookTube, though. So yay for me. <laughs> Consistently stuck to it. Um, but welcome. Um, we're joined again, obviously, by me and Jem, the standard <laughs> hosts, the standard part of the furniture. Um, but we're joined again by Becca. Damn it. Lovely Becca Fowl. <laughs> How are you? I am good. I'm happy to be back on here. I'm happy to have you. I'm happy to have you. I don't know if Jem's happy to have you on. <laughs> See, well, because, I was um... until you just said that I wasn't your favourite person. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry that my girlfriend is my favourite person. I'm hearing a lot of excuses. <laughs> Ash will fight you. <laughs> I don't want to fight she... Smash. <laughs> she will probably win. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty scrappy, but I still think I'd lose. When you said that, you reminded me of actual scrappy from Scooby. <laughs> Put up! Put up! Oh, just as I was trying to take a drink, descended into chaos. <laughs> What's new? I'm trying to detract from having to discuss something. <laughs> We're all so fucking excited to discuss. Oh, we have so much to say. Oh my god. So very much. <laughs> should we just should we just dive into it? Should we just do it? Rip it off like a band-aid. Like do you band-aid. know what? I literally thought that earlier. I'm just gonna we're just gonna dive into the book of the month. Um not the subscription box, we're not sponsored. we you know, but the book of the month for the podcast, which was the Hanover by David and Barrett. Mm, it was. <laughs> Guys, it's it's a book. <laughs> what um, can you say about it? Well, there's words, they're on paper, and they have been bound in some fashion. <laughs> um in the form it's of a, a colourful cover. It's a it's a it's a beautiful contemporary looking cover with the most is one of my main gripes about the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that beautiful cover leads you into a false sense of security, um, thinking that this book, this contemporary book, that is pitched as a passing-in-the-night kind of romance, just hits you with the dark themes from practically <laughs> the first couple of chapters. <laughs> Like, and yeah, let's, so uh, let's, let's do ratings. Through. Should we do ratings? 
Rebecca, as the guest, would you like to go first? I gave it an astounding two stars. Wow. Two stars. Wow. 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 Lisa? <laughs> <clears throat> Drum roll, please. <laughs> I also gave it a very generous two stars. Wow. wow. I think wow. you guys are too fucking generous because I think my 1.5 stars was exceedingly generous. <laughs> it reminds me of that thing. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I could give you a one. <laughs> In my defence, nothing ever gets less than a two star because if I... Yeah. If, if, if something's going to be less than a two star, it's a DNF, but I was going to finish this because it was for like I, I i forced my way through this book Same. because i was like no this is happening so it was like a very very low two star it I would mean, have been a dnf if it wasn't for the podcast let me tell you Same. because Same. i literally wanted to yeet myself out of a window numerous times whilst reading it and i started reading it and i was maybe like a chapter in and i put it down and danny went not very good. I was like, I'm literally a chapter in. And then he checked in a bit later and he looked at my face and he went, enjoying it? I was like, no. He goes, ah, so I was right. <laughs> I mean, well, just... I should listen to Danny, clearly. Yeah, 100%. Because no, Danny knows, Danny knows best. <laughs> he fucking doesn't. <laughs> Not when it comes to books. <laughs> I mean, so... For those of you who don't know and haven't read the synopsis, we're just going to spare you the torture of um, looking. It basically is about a woman who works a night shift at a museum, a man who works a day shift. And during this period of the handover is the only time that they interact on a daily basis. And it's just giving a report of the day, yada, yada, yada. And then things happen. And... Yeah, so the woman, I forget her name. Daisy. 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 Daisy should Daisy. work days and Nate should work nights. Oh, yes. And that's repeated multiple times throughout. Yes, day. yes. Ah, it wasn't funny the first time. <laughs> it did not get funnier. Um, And we thought it would be a good idea to, you know, explore contemporaries written by males because... You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna step in here and hold my hand up. I suggested this book. This is my <laughs> fault. I've got no one to blame but myself. But in my defense, I picked it up in the works in the romance section, and it looks like this. And for those that can't see, it's got a pink cover with yellow writing, very pastely, little building, like little um, nice little drawing here. Calypso, in the museum. birds in the sky, and whatnot. Beautiful, looks a beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Give me very and spoiled says, alert vibes. Yeah. And, and it says the on tagline. The, the tagline. The tagline. Daisy works nights, Nate works days, and five minutes is all it takes to change their lives forever. That sounds cute. That is mm -hmm. adorable. Also, and... the back says that they come together to solve a mystery at the museum. No, they fucking don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. There is a very it, background thing that's happening at the museum. Yeah. But they do not actually work together for about, for more than one night. 
No. They don't interact for most of the first half of the book. How are we supposed to believe in this romance? I mean... They don't even fucking interact. And the interactions they do have, you know, Daisy sounds like such a cute name. And, you know, we all... I mean, we're going to put it out there. Generally speaking, from our experiences as readers, because we've all read a fuck ton of books, um, (laughs) especially in, like, a contemporary setting, when males write females, they can come across in one of two ways. It's either airy-fairy, damsel in distress, seriously needs a guy to save her because she can't think for herself, or they are stone-cold, unemotional, Aggie fuckers, and I was praying that this was not going to be the case. And which way did he go? <laughs> I would say not only did it go one way, it went so far one way it became offensive. Yes, I mean it doesn't out and out say that she's autistic, but it is coded her that way. But yes. I think he's given her some of those traits, but basically is just saying she's a stickler for things like she is is not you know giving like you know showing some good disability rep is no. just he's just called it a really bad way he's like <laughs> really really <laughs> fucking bad way i'm not laughing at what you're saying i can just hear the little puppet snores <laughs> oh yeah yeah the, the doggo. we have an extra guest to the podcast we have a bell. It's just so cute. Well, we get to see you next week. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully, I get to see you next week. You will. So, <laughs> yes, I did. me, me, and Lisa were talking about it, and I sent some voice notes, and I was like, "Listen, this this girl is coded autistic. Like, it's so heavily coded. He might not say that she's autistic, but he's taken so many traits and then applied them, and he's done it in the worst possible way because." Yeah. Everybody 100%. just treats her like she's weird. She's yeah. called weird. She's called crazy. Oh, that no, fucking, that was horrible. Like she, it's honestly, it's so awful. Thing. Mm. Yeah. I was just like, what is happening here? The it's thing so is, bad. the thing is, she, I mean, we all have probably met someone who can sometimes be a bit, a bit blunt or a bit aggy or, you know, like that comes across the way the Daisy comes across. But it's constantly referenced about the fact that this thing that she thinks that she's done, which we'll get to in a bit further down the line, but the thing that she thinks that she's done when she was younger um, has shaped her life as an adult, which, to be fair, we'll just say it because it's all spoilers anyway. So she's under the she's under the impression that when she was younger, in a, like a fit of rage and some kind of aggressive um, tussle with her sister, that she stabbed her sister. Can so, we just point out the fact that we don't know what the thing is? All we know for the first, like, what, three quarters of the book yeah. is that something big and bad happened when she was nine. Yeah. But we don't know what it is. And then when it was finally revealed, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought she murdered someone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that it? Like, she was nine years old. There was a load of stuff going on. And she'd, like, allegedly, like, just put a knife into her sister's arm but like not even it was more like a, a sister it was like a like a, a tussle like an accident kind of thing yeah she didn't turn around and go right i'm gonna stab yeah. you like it, it wasn't it wasn't that at all and it, it it 
been framed around like this whole thing has shaped Daisy's life and her mother had treated her differently or acted she felt like her family acted differently towards her after this incident happened which is why she struggled in relationships with people and which again is fair if that's how people make you feel that's how people make you feel that bit I kind of understood if that's how how it's come across and you're made to think that you've done this bad thing as a child but like you said for three quarters of the book you, you don't know what this bad thing, what thing is, is. <laughs> but you made to believe she's done something really, really bad. Um, and But then it says that people don't know that she's done this thing. So why the fuck do they call her Crazy Daisy? What's that for? Like, that, that doesn't make sense. She made to like, believe oh, this they... because she's done this crazy thing, but people don't know that she's done allegedly done this thing to her sister. No. So the because whole thing doesn't make at sense. Some point, didn't she? Like, oh, some somebody hears something and then it gets passed on. Oh, and yeah. that leads me. Do you know what? We're we're almost leading on to my biggest thing that I hate about the book. But she says about it like it passes like Chinese whispers. So my the thing that I hated most, and I hated a lot about this book. <laughs> <laughs> I hated a lot about this book. But the thing that I hated the most was this kind of anti-woke message that was going through the whole book okay stupid it's just like little comments that the writer kept putting in and you'll make like i don't know what he's trying to achieve but all it made me think was ah so you're a twat got it good (laughs) good (laughs) like this this one this filled me with rage you're not supposed to tell women to cheer up or smile anymore but that's what i feel like doing that all the time fuck off we don't always have to smile leave us alone um what was anybody like? you don't no, nobody has to smile all the time and the no. fact that he was like oh you can't tell women to smile anymore like all women are snowflakes and are gonna feel really like offended because you ask them to smile anybody if anybody if you if you said if i just sat there and said smile smile all day would it piss you off yeah any fucking yeah. would tell you that it would do them. <laughs> Then we had him trying to paint himself out as like a good guy. <coughs> um, Lucia never was very tidy. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind anything really. I'm very easy going. Too easy going for Lucia though. That was the problem. You're so laid back. She would rage at me as though that was a bad thing. Oh, look at me. I'm a good guy and nobody understands me. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Daisy's being like, targeted by the kids at the bus stop she's like and they're what you'd call a very diverse mix multicultural that would be considered a good thing in some quarters and i suppose it should be if they if they didn't bother me so much racist okay good we're piling it up um (laughs) dad sat me on a plastic chair at the back of a big room in a shabby hotel on a ring road where the ring had been set up in the middle oh wait what have i I think I was here. I'm reading the wrong bit. Hang on. Oh, um, Dad sighed. All right, but get him dressed, and he's not bringing that bloody rabbit. I don't want anybody thinking Terry Garvey's boy is some kind of sodden pansy. Homophobia. Great. Um, just, just, just ingrained every phobia. I love how we're not even halfway through the book at this point. Yeah. And I gave up tabbing the worst bits because I was just like, I can't be bothered. We've got a more, little bit more casual racism here. It was dead funny last, Ben. Caden Reynolds said he wished his dad was a bank robber. Why is that funny? Because his dad is Popo, said Ben, almost doubling over. Popo, police, fed. When did you start using that gangster talk, I say with a frown? 
Ben shrugs and stops to look at a dead sparrow in the gutter. What about my tattoo? It's still no. Cornrows then? Oh, okay. Yep. Sorry, I forgot that the child is supposed to be black, so we better make him as stereotypical as possible. Do you know what made, do you know what got me with that is that you didn't know that Nate was black. No, I didn't know at that point. Until a good way through, and then then his child was like, Oh, cornrows. And then I was like, Oh, so he's yeah. supposed to be black then. But the thing yeah. is, and it's you not the fact that he person. wants cornrows. It's not the yeah. fact that he wants cornrows. It's the fact that he wants cornrows tattoos and to be a gangster. It's the three things put, put together. It's like, you know and nothing calls about black purple. people or their culture. You've just picked three stereotypical things and whacked them in. That's all he's done. And then the last thing that I tabbed before I literally just about was like, I think I might have to just leave this book forever or leave this world. Um, that's how these things happen, isn't it? Chinese whispers. She looks at her feet and shivers. Are you even allowed to say that anymore? What is going on? Like, genuinely, I don't get the purpose of any of those things. We've got no. racism. This, is, this guy is giving off some major red flags. We've got homophobia, sexism, racism, fucking incel moments. I'm really just... Oh, and the last thing that I missed was the fascination with women's weight. Oh. So much so that the, the only way that she could tell the two Sues apart was that one was called... A one is Sparrow Thin and the other one is what my mother would call Bonnie. So the entire time it's Sparrow Sue and Bonnie Sue. Didn't know enough about the male character to know what race he was, but knew all the side characters' weight. What is the important things, Gem? The well, thing as is, tell, I had a really, really great time reading this book. The thing is, you asked for the audiobook, and no shade to the narrators, because they are probably, if they had a good book to narrate, they probably would have been good narrators. But listening to the narrators read this book, it felt really jarring and jolty. Like, do you know how someone would have to go back and redo lines, and mm -hmm. like they've not they've not got like a high tech editing software, so that you can you can hear the how like jolty it is. It sounded like that so much, so you can just imagine how many edits they would have had to go through for that. Like, how many times they had to go back and redo stuff because. Like, it just sounded really bad. And, like, the narration style, and they were both from Manchester. Like, they, they, were, they were both, and I don't know if the narrators were from Manchester or from the north, but it's at points it sounded like they were trying to put on, like, a Mancunian or Lancashire accent, mm. and it just did, did not work. And I'm like, if you're going to do a specific accent like that, you get someone from the area or you get a proper voice actor who knows how to do their accent. Yeah. Like the thing is, I've, I've <clears throat> listened to books where um, like a narrator has put on an accent and that is not their accent, but they can do it well and they can be consistent yeah. with it for the whole of the book. And yeah. it, like <clears throat> some people just can't do that, which is fair. Yeah. Get I did can. end up getting the audiobook, and I'll have to be honest, I didn't actually notice that because I sped it up to the point of I could just about <laughs> catch the words because I just wanted it to be over. You were saying about the um like the comment about like the weight. One of the things I didn't do many, many tabs because I just didn't care enough, but one of the things right near the beginning that I did, and it's actually on page four, 
was about um it doesn't help that he's so tall six and a half foot because guys always have to be tall don't they um it makes me look even smaller and dumpier next to him like i just and then it says something about the big no, but in the same thing, it, it says about, um, oh, though I cross-reference my height and weight on one of those body mass index charts, and I'm of very, very healthy proportions. But we must and always consider ourselves dumpy eating. and fat, like no matter I what. Just... The thing is, her weight is not, as from what I remember, her, she doesn't reference her weight or her feeling self-conscious in any way, shape or form, that other than that comment. Yeah. So there was literally no but need for it. There was no need yeah. for it, because if you're going to have a character that is self-conscious about weight or, like, or is body positive and wants to talk about weight, then, you know, pick that thing and go with it. Don't make a flippant comment as it feels like he's put it in there because he felt like he had to reference weight and he had to reference that she's self-aware that she is of average size but she feels dumpy just i mean if i don't know like just because she's a fucking woman she has to she has to like do a body mass index referencing no you don't you, you don't because she was a woman he decided that she needed to be really aware of everybody's weight and she needed to be as judgmental of all the other women as possible she was judgmental about what everyone was wearing. She was judgmental oh. about the um I can't remember the woman that basically runs the museum. Shima uh, Janice? Oh wait, no, Shima. No. Janice yeah. is the receptionist. Yeah. Seema, not Shima, Seema. And she kept um going on about her clothes. And she's like, Oh, she's a power dresser. If she no, if, if Janice is a power dresser, then she must be a super dresser. And they start talking about Superman oh, and there yeah. being no power man, and I'm like I was, and I was like, what is going on? I don't understand this. I'm sure he might have been high at this point. <laughs> I was just like, what What have I gotten us into? But again, in my defence, it was in the romance section, in the three for two in the works, and it looks like this. And the back sounds like that. I was and not I mean... expecting the fucking trauma that this gave me. <laughs> The one, the one thing you can say for for Nate is, is is I mean, it it does try and be a good dad. Like when he finds out his son is, you know, typically you know because black people always have to be in gangs. His son was one of these because again, I'm sorry, I skipped a bit. So basically, the, these kids are calling Daisy, crazy Daisy. She's on the bus to work. These kids are throwing stuff at her and sticking stuff on her and basically just being little shits. Um, she finds out further down the book in the book that one of these kids um, is actually Nate's kid, um, because obviously he's in a gang. Which he's we black. Coming that, a mile away. Yeah, it, it has to. It has to be done. Um, and he, as a father, is actually scolded. He does go a bit OTT, and then you know becomes the violent dad, um, mm-hmm. which again was not necessary. Like does. Is is that like supposed to be? I don't know. That 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 just didn't sit right with me. He got very violent, and like after saying for the whole book, he's not like his dad. Almost hitting his child, like so, and like, then treats that moment as like a learning curve. Like, oh, I'm not like my dad. Yeah, like, I I managed to not punch my child in the face. Fucking yeah. dad of the year. I'm gonna put this picture of him up now, so I can always look and remember I'm not like him. Yeah. 
like oh, yeah i forgot no. that I'm no. sorry. No. No. No, no, no. I mean, you you could have no, 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 no. any person <laughs> would have, you know, seen as this child is, you know, what how old is it? Like eleven or something? Ten, I think. Ten, yeah. So ten, that's you, the only reason I remember it. Ah, yeah. So <laughs> because you've raised a child for ten years and you haven't hit him until this point, and you've by the sound of it, it's been quite a good dad. That should show you that you're not like your dad. Why did there need to be this moment where he almost turned into his dad for like a second that, of this book out of nowhere? That scene, that scene could have happened without him almost hitting his child. Yeah, it yeah. could have just been an actual confrontation with his child. There didn't yeah. need to be an almost violent bit that would have proved right there that yes he wasn't like his dad we didn't need to see him almost hit his child but not hit his child because yeah. really he shouldn't have almost hit his child yeah exactly like until that point i was like oh yeah so he's being a good dad this might be redeeming quality that he's got you know he's he's, he's telling his son like that is not okay he's scared a woman you know that it's wrong and then fucking just when you know the line was just adopt for him like <laughs> it was just <laughs> it was it was ridiculous there was no need for that but the the son was a little shit but that that still didn't warrant that and i i, I didn't like the way that his son his son's personality was just suddenly turned around as well like he was suddenly mm. <coughs> oh, I know I wanted to be a gangster a minute ago, but that one small act that happened where you almost punched me has scared me into liking books. <laughs> oh, the book. Now I'm I sorry, like how books. did neither of them realise it was the other one moving the it postcard? Was so obvious. Like, the moment she saw the postcard, she was like, oh, someone's moved it. I was like, oh, that must be him during the days. Yeah. But yeah. she wasn't figuring it out. And he wasn't figuring out until he decided, oh, I'm going to put this postcard in the den. Oh, sorry, security office. Because that's oh, how, many times, how many times? How many times? How many times? And, like, this whole mystery. <laughs> Can we get to the big fucking mystery? Oh, my oh God. God. Things were moving out of the museum. And it was, like, little things. And, and then, then coming back. Yeah, and it was really giving you the impression. And Daisy was like, "Am I crazy? Am I imagining it?" So not only is this girl, this woman, thought that she'd done something <coughs> as a kid that she was crazy for doing something apparently as a kid, she's also now going crazy because she's imagining things. And people were like, "Go, like basically fobbing her off." And Nate was like, "I believe you. I'm going to help you solve this mystery." Turns out to be fucking Harold with a wife with Alzheimer's that was just. Thing is, the reason behind Harold doing that was like a really lovely, thoughtful thing. Yeah. Which, if in any other book, or if this book had actually been readable, it would have been a nice little like thing, like, oh, this is a wholesome thing that he's doing. Like, yeah, it's not the greatest thing. He's technically stealing. Yes, he's bringing them back, but he is stealing them. But but he's doing it for his wife, who he loves. It's, It's it's cute. But no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> I just. But I, just, I didn't like yeah. the fact that the whole time, um, it was leading you to believe that like Daisy was going crazy or like, Daisy was imagining yeah. things, um, and then this is not the worst of it, guys. Like seriously, you think this is bad enough? 
the oh, the dark the, the dark side of things that we had no warning of, um, and con like content warnings to like it does it does go dark. Her mother has terminal cancer. No way does it give you any content warnings for this. So when this came up as a plot point, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, and it's Absolutely. not just a little. It's not just a little. Set, it, it is quite a heavy part of the book. It's and a it's, massive part of it. And, and oh. one of the things again on the whole, like the way that Daisy's always like talking about other women's bodies when she has to clean her mum up it mentioned she's fully just like describing her mum what she looks like naked and it's like why did you need to do that just why you don't need to mention like mention it at all and on the whole crazy daisy thing with the whole um the alcohol situation the fact that <sighs> rose is always drinking wine and then there's all these whiskey bottles and it turns out that all this time their mum's had this drinking problem it felt like it was being kept from rosie because they were scared of her because of what happened when she was nine so i thought oh has this thing that happened when daisy was nine mean that they're scared of her and they don't want her to find out this thing because she's going to go off on one and whatever yeah. happened is going to happen again no they're just keeping it from her like, just like they kept everything else from her. Like, yeah. When I finish reading it, you can add content warnings to Storygraph. <laughs> this is the ones that I added. Cancer, abandonment, child abuse, addiction, ableism, alcoholism, racism, bullying, and domestic abuse. Yeah. Adding add uh, talks of suicide as well. Because there was one of the things I... I did I on <laughs> page page 13. It actually made me so angry because it's saying about someone who has, and it literally says it's just selfish that some people don't know they're oh born. My... And it made I was on the train, <sighs> and it's a good job there was no one sat next to me on the train because I got so angry. I like slammed my book down and had to take a breather. Like I blocked that bit out of my mind. The thing is, there is there's a certain a bit of artistic license people can take in books. And just because certain things are in books doesn't mean that the author actually believes those things. But when it is consistently like racism, homophobia, you know, stereotypical things about women and all that kind of thing, when you add it all together, like it clearly is and the, the, the little comments that I made throughout the book, it clearly is something that is coming from the author. It is their opinions. And they've probably not done it consciously. They've probably done it subconsciously, which is worse. Um, mm -hmm. But you can tell that this is genuinely how they feel. And they feel that putting this in makes them, like you said, like, oh, I'm so self-aware. And it's like, no, you're just a prick. And like, the thing because is, half of those of... content warnings that I've put in are not for content of the book. Like some of them are, like the child abuse and that, but like the homophobia and the and the, the ableism and things like that are just offhand comments yeah. that happen again and again and again. And this kind of like the racism really comes in from being like stereotyping and say yeah. doing like little bits and pieces throughout. And it just, that's the thing that I hated most about the book, like I say, is just these little bits, 
like, oh, you can't say that anymore, or you can't do that. Listen, David M. Barnett, you can say whatever <laughs> the fuck you want, okay? And freedom of speech and all that, but my favourite thing is, it's freedom of speech, but it's not freedom of consequences. And the things that they, that are in that book show me the kind of person that he is. Yeah. And there was also, like, a backhanded comment that Nate gave Daisy, because she's saying to him, oh, Janice has been all over you. Uh, you should go out with her. And, like, she's a nice, normal woman. And she's like, and he's like, I don't I want normal. normal. I've tried normal. It didn't work. I want something else. That's not the compliment you think it is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want normal. I want you. What the fuck are you trying to say? <laughs> and the thing I is, like, clearly... <laughs> like, clearly, she has been damaged growing up because like you know they we'll we'll as well say it again that like so basically it turns out this massive thing that she thought she did the stabbing of her sister wasn't actually her it was her fucking mother that did it but because because it was because after their father left so and her mum was an alcoholic her mum was an alcoholic and they didn't want <clears throat> she didn't want the kids taken off her. Yeah, so it. rather than getting treated for uh, her alcoholism, um, she dragged her youngest daughter into this lie to convince their older daughter that she had stabbed her little sister in some kind of fit of rage because she was angry about something. And even the, the bit that got me, that made me just like, what the fuck, is that she says that she admits she can't even really remember what happened. She just remembers being angry about something. And then that happened and it happened so fast. And then basically she was told that she stabbed her sister. So her mother and her sister have lied to her for like what like 20 years it turns out. Like she's like late there is at the moment or whatever. Like no, so she's long. Like, she's only supposed to be like 25 in this book. And oh, this is the like other 33. thing. At, at one point, she's like, she says Very something clear. towards the end of the book about being like twenty five years on this planet or something, and I was like, whoa, because I think he's in his like forties. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like, yeah, I think he's like, yeah, I'm sure he was, he was forty. I think, I think he's about thirty eight. I'm okay. sure I mean, it's not, I suppose it's not too bad if you think about how old they are. But it was just because of the way they were written. They seemed like yeah. they were the same age, and then all of a yeah. sudden she said that, and I was like, mm, "That's quite." But, I mean, that's quite different I to how I thought you were. I didn't like. It how was also she the fact that, like, it was bad enough they they came up with like her mum and her sister like lied to her about this and made her think that she had done this thing. But then the fact that they like, and it was obviously the fact that oh, it's like oh don't want the kids taken why didn't you say something when she was 18 and don't give the whole rubbish excuse like oh well by that point i didn't know i'd say it. you should have just told her yeah should have just told her yeah Do you know what the worst thing about that situation is though how easily she forgives them yeah, yeah. you've just said that this event has changed the course of your entire life it's yeah. formulated who you are as a person. It's made it really difficult for you to interact. It's ruined the one relationship that you had yeah. before. Because oh, yeah, I mentioned that. Bit, because yeah. Also, can we talk about the fact that that guy needs to grow the fuck up? Yeah. So at one point when she was nine, she did one thing, and he's like, I'm scared to be around you. Eh, fuck off. 
Yeah, this is what makes you believe that this is, <laughs> this is what makes you believe it's a massive fucking thing. I mean, my mm. sister, like if my sister's soon to be possibly ex-husband, um was was that like acted like him, they would never have got married. My sister, two years in a row, once hit me over the head with a pan. <laughs> <laughs> and then the year after, um, she pushed me onto a bin liner, and then the, a captain lead cut the back of my leg and like cut up. And <laughs> my mum was like, "It's a brand new pair of jeans." <laughs> but <laughs> like she, all of this, like she hit me on the head with a pan because I was being overexcited and giddy. Me, giddy. Um, no, she'd just been grounded oh, for smoking. Um, and we were like, I was getting excited to go see my family in Scotland, and she was telling me to shut up. And I was like, Oh my god, no! Come on, let's get excited. She turned around and she like, she just saw like again in anger. Turned around and went, Shut up! And she's clapping right back <laughs> at head, like right side of head. Then I've got a scar underneath my eyebrow. So like, I mean, she didn't stab me, but she hit me and like I needed the butterfly stitches. So. <laughs> I, mean, like... I just think it says a lot that he was scared of her over this one thing because it wasn't even like she stabbed her it was i think that's quite an exaggerated way of referring to it she kind of yeah. cut her on the arm yeah she cut her on the arm right stab you in my the stomach friend, no when i was yeah. growing up my friend her older brother he was my age used to practice wrestling moves on her yeah out of nowhere, we'd just like run into the room, get her in like a headlock and do like a pile driver and then just walk out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like, can we help you? Fucking <laughs> people's elbow, everything. Like, we got banned from watching WWE. <laughs> be trusted. If he walked up to me in the street now, I wouldn't be scared. Because we're grown-ups now. Wow. I trust him not to, like, <laughs> clothesline me. <laughs> because we're adults now. <laughs> I'm, I'm glossing over the pile drive comment. I've gone for clothesline. <laughs> Much better. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> thing it made out because he was so scared of her that she'd done something really fucking horrible yeah <laughs> and then it was this thing and i'm like dude no no not at all so it was just yeah and then and then she was like oh she the way that she acted when she told him i can see that look in your eyes i know that you're scared too and i'm like bitch you barely oh can we just talk about how they barely know each other and barely interact so how the fuck can they have built this chemistry it's a love story <laughs> with absolutely zero development it's like oh, they... no, but, no but he left that date with that really nasty person to go <clears throat> save her from that really nasty guy i mean yeah it's, that it's was convenient. Night in shining armor, because she can't serve herself because she's a woman. And obviously, all women that use dating apps are whores. Yeah, that. she must must be 
a sex worker. There's no other ex- explanation. She's on there. She must be a prostitute. Because she wrote, I work nights. I'm sorry. As I'm we sorry. Know, prostitutes are the only people that work at night. That whole, that whole, that whole thing. And their customers. That's it. That whole that thing can get in the fucking bin. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm like, he, he literally, like, maybe he was an asshole, and yes, you do get assholes, but because she wrote on her profile that she works nights, the first thing that came into this dude's head was that she was a prostitute and, like, she needs, like, what? What I want to know is why did she just randomly meet up with this guy? If she had, surely there should have been a conversation on Messenger or something first. Yeah. And she would have figured it out pretty quiet and she probably wouldn't have because of the way he wrote her. But, like, (laughs) just... (laughs) Because of the way he wrote her. (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing, like... I mean, I've used dating apps in my life before. Like, you don't... Oh, prostitute! (laughs) I work Um, nights. Night worker. (laughs) (laughs) I used to work nights. Not anymore. (laughs) But it's just like, you don't just match and then, like, meet me here at this time. (laughs) And then you have a conversation. Like, hi, names. But you like, general chit-chat, like... Yeah, that I'm like clearly this guy has never used a dating app or has just gone off some preconceived notion and stereotype of what he thinks something might be like. He would never write something with stereotypes as the basis of the entire thing. Not this dude. Oh my god! Kind of intelligence. I mean, I feel like we know detail. Oh, we know a book that's going to be on all of our worst books of the year, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Jesus Christ, on a bicycle. Fucking hell. I mean, I don't normally do worst books of the year, but I think people need to know not to read that this is. book. Like, and I've, I've looked at the Goodreads reviews of this. I'm like, what were you reading? I don't fully understand... What you were, what you were really? Like, oh my god, it's a cute love story, bitch. Where? Well, like, there's no love story he, here. He, yeah, fair enough. He he notices that she's attractive, and oh, how different she looks outside of her work uniform, as most people would do when they wear a uniform for work every day. There's a security guard uniform. I mean, unless you're fucking putting it into a crop top and whatnot, you're not going to walk around texting a security guard outfit at work, are you? For a museum. I mean... Yeah, and when you just... would beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, obviously, when she dresses up, she looks different. And I'm just like, so that's the basis of you, you, you're attracted to her, that she looks different when she's not wearing a security outfit. I know what it is. I bet she puts some makeup on. Oh, oh. use them glasses, let's down that hair. Also, I feel like we've touched on most of it, but basically there is no real romantic development. It's trash. Trash. <laughs> what? Trash. <laughs> oh, it's trash. Trash. I had no idea either. What <laughs> trash. 
I was like, is she saying stress? Stretch? <laughs> Rush? What's she saying? Stretch. Also, also the end. They go on holiday and take his son. Like on their first sorry. holiday. Not only is it their first holiday, but <laughs> how much has she like been around this kid when he's not been trying to terrorize her at a bus stop? Yeah. And they go on also, and like then they just leave him the outside a library. They just yeah, leave him outside a library. Like you sit there and in, read that. In Greece stay, on out his own. The, stay out <laughs> of the sun, drink water, we'll be we'll be in there. Bye. Yeah. He's ten. If he was like sixteen, seventeen, fair. But he's <coughs> ten. He's oh. three years older than Jensen, and there's no fucking way. But you, the thing that I hated the most about the end was they went to some random Greek museum, <laughs> and the mystery. woman was like, "Something's gone missing from the museum," and the police said, "No help." And they were like, "We'll help. We have so much. <laughs> we have experience. We, we have, have so much Watson. experience. We're basically Scooby Doo." Oh, Here you know, another mystery-solving expedition. <laughs> he didn't even solve the last one. The only reason they solved it is because he rooted through the old man's bag, and then was, and then didn't even tell her to start with because she'd lost interest in the whole thing. <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, I don't care about that anymore. And he's like, oh okay, I won't tell you until it's a convenient time. <laughs> For me to tell you I've solved the mystery. <laughs> and, and then what we'll do is we'll put the two all the old people into the home, sell off all their assets. Okay, so not only does she very quickly forgive forgive her mother and her sister for just basically ruining her life and lying to her her whole life about multiple things. Um um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't like the way she treated her sister before that. No. She was far too judgmental and harsh because, you know, if someone, if you think someone's an alcoholic, what you have to do is shout at them, tell them to stop drinking because they're going to overdrink. Like, they're, they're drinking too much. That's exactly You're what you alcoholic. need to say. Stop yeah. it. Sorry. Because that... That is what stops people. NHS, we've solved the crisis. Because <laughs> that's what helps an alcoholic. Is that you tell them they're an alcoholic and you tell them they need to stop. And like, I didn't, I didn't like the way she had a sister and how she was like calling her selfish for wanting to move away with a with a partner. Um, because their mum was just in case you didn't know, guys, her mum has terminal cancer. Like, I didn't know that. I must have missed that because it weren't mentioned. Making before. making your sister feel guilty for wanting to have a life is just like that whole situation was just fucking wrong. Do you it? think it was a bit weird that she was suddenly just going to move to Spain with this guy that she had known for like what a month? That yeah. was quite weird because they were losing with Native for like a week. <laughs> this is yeah, true. <laughs> this is true. I mean, <laughs> this is not holiday with him and you, his son. You want to move? You want to move to Spain with your fella? We'll stick mum in that home that I was t- telling, berating you about wanting to put her in before. We'll sell that house. I'm moving with Nate. Fish bash bosh done. But yeah, so she forgives. She forgives her mum and her sister. And then, like you said, after adamantly like refusing to put her mum in a home for the entire time, she suddenly has an epiphany and is like, oh, I'm in a happy relationship now. Might need a bit of extra cash. So, mum, maybe you want to go into that home. Will it make you happy? 
to be put Do in this home. Would have been more believable if she had not forgiven her mum and her sister, and out of spite made her mum go into the home. Yeah, that would have that <laughs> would have made more sense than her suddenly forgiving her mum and being like, "Mum, do you want to go into this home? There's someone that you know that's also going oh, that in there." That, where did that come from? What a little kawinky dink! The old Alzheimer's lady actually has been friends with your mum all these years, and this is going to help her because she remembers your mum. She don't remember the husband that she sees every day, but she remembers some rando from her past. We're going to stick them all in a home together, sell off their houses to pay for it, and just forget, forget this whole thing ever happened. Because that's also how Alzheimer's works. Wait for this whole thing to blow over. Because. <laughs> Alzheimer's also works like that. Um, like, just the whole thing, like, badly. If you, and if you're going to put topics in, like Alzheimer's, you will need to research yeah. beforehand. And so you, you know, even if it, you'd have to do in-depth research because it's not really 26 science here, but basic like research. basic research on would it actually be possible for her to explicitly remember somebody from years and years ago but not remember someone's own husband because that even if the book I mean, had it, been good it, I it think probably it is happen. yeah it probably is but i just think it's weird that it's one one ran, random person but i don't know maybe open wikipedia when you're right also, <laughs> if she doesn't if she doesn't recognize her husband because he's old now then it comes to reason she wouldn't recognize is it barbara because yeah. she's old you know. now and also, you're she's, you're old. she's thinned you. quite a lot. She's changed quite a lot because she has cancer and she's dying. So it's it just it, it didn't make sense. And the fact that like her mum suddenly, um, in the midst of getting drunk, she's suddenly also researched this home in her times of <clears throat> soberness, um, and she thinks it might be a nice place to live, like. If she was that much of a big thing, then maybe they would have had a conversation. If the, if it had been like her mum had mentioned prior to this, like, oh, maybe I should go into a home because you need to have your own life and blah, blah, blah. If they just started having that conversation, I mean, it, and it does stand to reason that if she was in denial about her mum dying, which is it's fair, like that's how some people react when they're getting told someone they're close to is dying. Like she could have that reaction. But then she came round to it later on. That would have been a storyline that would make sense. But suddenly her mum's also f found out about this home and, like, everyone's all of a sudden really happy with it. It just didn't... It, see, it just it just was... It's just a bad book, guys. Yeah. Listen, David's not about making sense. Right? He's using this as a sounding board for his grievances against the world that include fat women, just women in general, the old, um, and anybody that's not white, a white cis male, it seems. I mean, that <laughs> might be tarring him with a big brush, but I mean, maybe just write a better book. Before we move on, right, before we move on, shall we talk about the one good thing that I found in the book? Because I did find one thing. Probably what? not an extra half a star. My one good thing had absolutely zero to do with the plot or any of the characters. It was Derek's Domino's. 
Oh, <laughs> Domino's and Big Macs. Derek Domino's was amazing. Okay. Domino's. Derek was a man Derek Domino's and he sold Domino's. <laughs> and then food on the side. <laughs> the main was clearly the selling of the Domino's and not the Domino's pizza that he was selling, the McDonald's Big Macs and the KFC chicken, which in his words, I believe has 12 secret herbs and spices and so over the KFC's 11. Him, gold. that sounds exactly like what some wheeler dealer guy would would pull try and pull off that bit like honestly that didn't make me laugh every time he came up and i'm like <laughs> derek i mean i'm gonna be honest i read half of this on the train on thursday and then i read the other half while i was at ashes and the amount of times i was like oh for god's sake and ash was like what now and i'd tell her but then when it got to that i was like i have to tell you about this thing because this is the saving grace for this book and I was just telling her about Derek's Domino's. And we were just laughing <laughs> about the it. The only, the only good thing. Yeah. The 100%. only good thing. One of my favourite bits was like, um, he said, <laughs> Derek points to the far end of the counter where there are indeed half a dozen long, thin wooden boxes and a faded sign taped to the tile wall that says Domino's five pounds. I have them banged to rights, he says. The pizzas and chickens and such is just the sideline. There is the signage, I point out, as truthfully as possible. It's the same colours with a picture of a domino. What else am I going to use to advertise my business selling dominoes? Derek gives me a theatrical wink. And my livery is red, white and blue because I am very patriotic local entrepreneur. God save the queen. Like, if, if he'd written the rest of it how he wrote Derek Domino, right, I probably would have enjoyed the book. Yeah. But he didn't. And also, oh, when he said, oh, because I'm very patriotic local entrepreneur, I just couldn't, it couldn't help but think of Del Boy. Yeah. I heard Del Boy's voice. entrepreneur. before they do. You had Big Macs because of me. Was it my, my granddad was Mac? My granddad was Mac, yeah. In honour of my granddad Mac. And I, and I spell only big sizes. <laughs> only Big Macs here. Oh, my. That just made me smile. Oh my god. That's you so... <laughs> Now I've just got the uh, Only Fools and Horses scene where he falls through the bar. Drink <laughs> up, Trig. We're leaving. We're leaving. No, you don't. <laughs> I love that scene. Uh, so, we've ended on a high, but the moral of the story is don't read it. It's don't shit. Don't read it. Uh, just find two scenes in Derry's Dominoes, read those, and move on with your life. <laughs> Rodney. Um, wow. um, next we'll be... <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> 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 next month 
we'll be reading Crescent Moon by E.J. Double, which I'm hoping so Which Jim is modelling. <laughs> it's a beautiful article that we were gifted. We wanted a giveaway. We both won the same giveaway. Ooh. Oh. I remember to pick it up this time. It's book one in Realm of the Prophets by E.J. Double. Double? Yes. Um, it's like a fantasy, but it sounds like my sort of fantasy because there is a hermit. There's a wise old hermit. Wise old and, hermit. Yes. What life is the lessons. meaning of life? <laughs> I want to know, E.J. Double. E.J. knows. <laughs> because I, I hope so. don't. I've been trying to figure it out for 32 years. <laughs> EJ oh got the answer. He does, hopefully. Um, yeah, I found the author through um he's, he's one of his first series, Star of the Book Fangs of War. But that is a chonker. Um, as most indie fantasies are. So when I saw that this was a, a tiny one and we both had it, I was like, let's just let's just do this one. Get some indie fantasy on there. Cause you know, in case you didn't know, guys, I like indie fantasy. Do you? Yeah. This is brand new information. <laughs> we also thought it would be a good idea to put this in for March. It's only 142 pages. And as we'll touch on later, there's quite a lot going on in March. Yes. <laughs> quite a bit going on. So we thought Just a, nice a short book. Just nice a short little book. bit. Just a little bit going on. Um, so we're going to move on to... <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> That's it I for tonight, guys. Yeah. I feel better getting the rant out of me because, like, I ranted a bit to Ash, but Ash hasn't read it and she's not going to read it. So it Thank felt God. nice to rant with people <laughs> that had unfortunately also read it. I mean, <laughs> I ranted to Danny. Can you imagine his face? He was just like, oh, right. And then, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's like she just forgave them. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I had nobody to run to. Like, live by myself. I really, when I was by myself, and I was just sat here like, what the fuck? I think after that rant, Danny wished he'd live by himself. <laughs> Wish, wished, not wish it. Wish it. Wish it isn't a word. <laughs> I understood what you meant. Thanks. Oh, speaking of <laughs> saying things wrong, um, <laughs> Becca messaged me before the live, before the live, <laughs> before the podcast went live, um, saying like, "Oh, I'm backstage." So me was in the middle of making a brew, um, and I was like, oh, "I'm gonna um, on my smartwatch just voice note <laughs> Becca instead," <laughs> and I just sent the. I got the message. Speaking a brew. Abru, as in A B R U, one word. Abru, and I just went, huh? (laughs) I fully looked at it for a solid minute and was like, "What is she trying to say?" I don't know. The thing is, if it had come across as making Abru, we would have figured it out. But speaking Abru, because I said, I said. One sec, I'm making a brew. XX, because <laughs> I wanted the kisses at the end. 
That bit worked. <laughs> Speaking of brew, XX. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm gonna flip my watch to understand my accent. <laughs> Making a brew. <laughs> I don't know if I'm talking into it now like you got to put on an accent. <laughs> oh, God. One, um, one is making a brew. <laughs> XX. <laughs> Do you know what, right? Honestly, I don't know if this is a thing when you were growing up. With the friends that I had growing up, if I didn't put kisses at the end of my message, the thing that was mad at them. So, <laughs> I feel like sometimes if I just send a message back to someone, don't put any kisses. If I randomly just put kisses, like, in a separate message, that's why. Because in the back of my mind, I'm like, is that going to read like I'm really blunt? Like, I'm like I'm, like I'm not happy. So, I was like, oh, kiss, kiss. <laughs> sometimes this is exactly I just why. And then I'm like, I'll be, like, messaging. And then I realise they're still putting kisses and I've not been putting kisses. <laughs> <laughs> messages and I'm like that's because you're saving all your kisses for smash now you don't get them anymore we don't even put kisses at the end of our messages we randomly started we I'm randomly sorry. started putting a kiss at some messages and I'm just like we've been together for nearly three months I can't believe it's been nearly three months Jesus Christ that's gone fast <laughs> That's gone so fast. Me and Danny That's still have a stream of X's at the end of our message. Even if one of us is upstairs, one of us is downstairs. And then if, if one of us is sends a message, messaging, I'm just If one of us sends a message and there's no kisses, we're like, the fuck, Matt? <laughs> you don't love me anymore? My mum always puts three. My mum always puts three kisses, like, um, she was night love you, because if I don't text saying a night love you um, every night when I'm not there, obviously when I'm there it's different, I could just say it. <laughs> um, the, the last give I'm okay. Like, everything's like, all right, you, did, you didn't text us that. <laughs> but my dad, <laughs> my dad always puts, like, five kisses, and my mum usually puts three. And if she ever responds to me with just one kiss, I'm like... Is she mad at me? Or is she mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> but with my mum, you can never tell. Sometimes it's just it's just like okay with a kiss. Um, she never doesn't put any. <laughs> Sometimes it's three kisses. I'm like, is she happy with me today? <laughs> so if she ever does forget to put any kisses, you're gonna go into full panic mode. What have I done? Yeah, she's disowning me. Come over this weekend because I'm, I'm I don't want to don't want to face her wrath. But it's because all my friends have like ingrained that into my brain. Like, from when I was growing up, like, if you don't put kisses, then clearly you're mad at me. So then when people don't put kisses, being like, is is it because they'll just, maybe just didn't have time? Or it's just not their thing? Or yeah, just, just I've, for I've, me, <laughs> if I ever don't put kisses on my messages to you, it's just because I've forgotten. Nothing <laughs> to do with you. But I'm I know that some so people bad. genuinely don't know, because Chloe and Meg generally don't put kisses on the end no. of their messages. So I just, <clears throat> I know this is a them thing. <laughs> But then if someone's done it for like so many times and then they just stop, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. I, I, was just I apologize for any distress I caused you. <laughs> no, my, my brain's just like, do I mention that she's not put kisses or do I just 
continuing the you conversation. Don't love me anymore. <laughs> I genuinely said that away. She's not. Do I? Do I mention this? Do I? No, I, I don't mention this. That's weird. I'm just going to continue the conversation now. <laughs> Where's my kisses, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah. I was just trying to recall whether my dad had ever actually texted me before. <laughs> and I couldn't find the text message, but I did find a WhatsApp that was sent to me on the 4th of April, 2020. It says, hello, testing, testing. And that is clearly my mum. <laughs> Literally the only text message that has ever made it away from my father's phone to mine, and it wasn't even him. Shall we tell you, like, I mean, I've shared some of the WhatsApps that my dad sends me, but literally the last four messages from my dad, a TikTok's is seen, and he's just shared, he doesn't know that I'm on TikTok, but he doesn't have an account, he just scrolls through tiktok and send me funny ones and like send me random jokes from his friends and you could tell sometimes that they have like old men jokes <laughs> proper dad jokes and i, <laughs> I mean I, I think i shared a couple of them into the chat once like this is courtesy of my dad you're welcome because he's just he'll send me he'll send me jokes and he'll say good night love you but then when it comes to like anything else he just he'll call me but he'll always call me on speakerphone in the car and he'll just shout down the phone. <laughs> what does my he dad, use his phone I, for? Um, he turns it on during working hours and then he turns it off. <coughs> this is why when my mum has her really bad car accident, I couldn't get hold of him <gasps> because he'd gone to the pub and turned his phone off and he was just going to turn it on oh, to call my mum to come no. and get him. So I just had to rock up to the pub and be like, hey, your missus has been in a car accident. Get in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's not a funny what? matter, but... <laughs> it's, it's funny looking back on it, because now we're yeah. like, is there any chance that you can take this as a learning opportunity to keep your fucking phone on? <laughs> any hope at all? It's supposed to be on for emergencies, not off in your pocket for emergencies. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> he did phone me, because when I had to take him to the doctors, he phones because he, he worries about like whether he's going to make it. And he phoned me up and he was like, you don't have to come, I can drive. And I was like, no, it's fine. I said to mum, I can get you. He goes, oh, I can just about see. I was like, mm, I'm not sure that just about see is something I'm happy with. I think I'll come get you. <laughs> this is when he had to have his cataract sound. And I was just like, I think I would prefer to come out of work and get you. That's good. <laughs> I, can, I can drive my van. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the only time my dad voluntarily phones anyone, uh, well, at least phones here, is to speak to Jensen. That's how, I'm like, it's very low down on my dad's list. If he phones, he'd be like, is, it, where's my boy? Oh, all right. It's nice to speak to you too. I'll pass you over. You bet, you, as soon as you have a kid, you very, very quickly go right down in your parents' priority list. Why do you think I'm still the favourite child in my family? I'm the childless one. It will be staying that way. (laughs) I will forever be the favourite. Honestly. I was just like, all right. I saw a TikTok the other day of this woman and she like put her kid's carrier down, rung her parents' doorbell and and because they came out and looked straight down, 
she was like, right, yeah, you don't care about me. And the mum was like, mm, I care about my grandson. And I was like, that is exactly what happens. <laughs> like you don't, you, you, you're no longer eye level to them. Because the eye level has moved down to wherever the child may, may be. <laughs> oh God, speaking of children. Grandparents. No, my, my nephew was really, really bad for using his phone. Like, oh, and he, he texted me the day, and he texted, I texted him happy birthday, he didn't respond, and then he's made his, his message to me, and honestly, this is why he has no social awareness, <laughs> he's just put, um, oh, I was randomly text saying, can I charge my phone at your flat, because I'm in Huddersfield, um, and I've got a Primark, um, on the other day, he the other week he messaged me, my friend wants to charge his phone at your flat, can you come around, I'm like... He's a 12-year-old child. I'm a 35-year-old lady. I don't think that would be appropriate. <laughs> like, does his mother know where he is? <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's just put, I just put happy birthday. And then I put, he did respond saying, thank you for your money. Thank you for your card, whatever. Um, and he won't unless you tell him. I put Wednesday tonight. I put dad's house. And then he just put, I don't know what time I'll be back, but I'll come and see you. From where? What are you doing? And he's like, I'm going ice skating. I was like, all right, okay, fab. And it was like, I, I didn't ask him what he was doing. I just said, where are you staying? And he just randomly texted me that. Or he'll just call me and he'll, he'll just be like, he'll, I'll, I'll, he'll ask me a question. I'll say no. And I'll be like, right. And just hang up. And it's, like, it's like, there's no social etiquette whatsoever. And he doesn't understand that when like, you call someone to have a conversation, that you have a back and forth conversation and then you'll say bye at the end of a phone call. Like if his friends will call around and say, like, you come up to play out, he's like, no, and just shuts the door. And like he I doesn't mean, <laughs> it doesn't understand that <laughs> my sister was like, You're doing all that's rude to just shut the door in your friend's face. It's like, why am I not playing out? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, right. you can't argue with that logic. <laughs> They asked him a question. He said no. See you later. <laughs> so, so, like when he when he asked that, he reminds me of dad. My dad's just very blunt. I can imagine my dad doing stuff like that. Just like to be fair, no. at least you get at least you get text messages off your nephew. My oldest nephew, the amount of times we've messaged on WhatsApp can fit onto one screen. Wow. <laughs> the first one is a screenshot of me letting him know that this was August last year on his birthday, letting him know. I'd ordered his present from me and my parents and it was coming, it was being delivered straight to him. And then two days later, it's here now, thank you. And I was like, thank you for letting me know. And then on Christmas day, he was sat right next to me and messaged me something. And then on Boxing Day, again, sat next to me and messaged <laughs> me a link to something because we was like looking on his phone at something. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Uh, send me the link to that, please. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, he sends me he is on his he's constantly you always see him walking around with his phone you try and talk to him you're like harry harry and <laughs> if you have to throw something at him to get his attention and i get tiktoks from him does he ever react to the tiktoks i send him no but he'll send me them and expect me to react to the ones that he sends me but at least you get text messages off your nephew <laughs> Yeah, I just had a look. My text messages between me and my nephew are just 
happy birthdays back and forth pretty much <laughs> and happy christmas and i can't i can't actually blame that on him being a teenager because he's 31 <laughs> this, this nephew's 21 oh no the thing is right my mum was like oh i said oh did lucas like his t-shirt that i got for his for his birthday he said oh yeah he's wearing it is in she said, oh, yeah, he's wearing it now. If he's not, said, thank you. I said, no. She said, so message him and just ask him if he liked his T-shirt. And, like, that normally, usually would, like, hint and, like, encourage someone to say, oh, yeah, thank you. He just replied, said, yeah, I'm wearing it now. <laughs> <laughs> glad, glad you like it. You're welcome, Lucas. You're welcome. <laughs> We're very much not phone people in my family, <laughs> apart from like me, my mum and my sister have a group chat, which rudely my sister made and named, me and my sister call each other gigs because of a slip up, trying, she was trying to call me stick of the dump, she accidentally said gigs, it stuck for about 20 years, so we're just gigs to each other, so she named it gigs and the hobbitses because me and my mum are short. <laughs> Which I find quite rude. <laughs> I find it quite rude, but also hilarious. But <laughs> we, we talk a lot like in the group chat, but I'll very often just kind of drop off the face of the earth. I do that sometimes. My social battery runs out. I just drop off the face of the earth for about 48 hours and then they come back and I'm like, hi. <laughs> I need that little break from all kinds of contact. And, but other than that, no. And none of, I don't like to talk on the phone. I oh, I love it. conversations. I love. I do love, but I only call certain people. Like, um, me and my friend used to call each other and just have like lengthy conversations about random shit, and it could go for hours. And then, like, but they would be on the phone whilst watching a film together or something. And when I'm only doing something whilst we're on the phone talking, um, I can stay on video chats for ages. Surprise. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess find it's much I... easier. I, I hate having phone calls. Like, my phone calls are, like, as minimal as possible. It's sort of like a, oh, I'm here, where are you? <laughs> or, like, just checking in with my mum. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> me and Liv have video chat. Oh, we'll just have a quick catch-up on, like, video chat. Five hours later, we're like, we should really go to bed. We've both got work the next day. <laughs> There's something about video chatting, though, that's different because it's like you're just sitting having a conversation. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. weirdly like on the phone. I'm a typical Just sitting and having a conversation. I, I don't... Yeah, but it's, there's something about not being able to see the other person. You can't read the conversation as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a very typical millennial. I don't like to talk on the phone. I need to book an eye test a doctor's appointment and I will not do those because that would involve me phoning to make an I, appointment. I have only booked my hearing test because you could book the appointment online. I wonder if you can do it online. Um, you probably can. My GP <clears throat> can book appointments online now. Oh, Specsavers did start to do it online. And I was like, I'm 32. <laughs> I really should phone myself. <laughs> But I think if it goes much, much longer, she's going to take the choice out of my hands. <laughs> I think Specsavers, if you get your eye test done there, last time I did it, and I don't know if it was just because it was like the weird just after the pandemic situation, um, 
where like I staffing mean, was still low and they did everything Specsavers, online. Specsavers let me book my hearing test online. Uh, I don't see why they wouldn't have the same thing in place for booking eye test appointments online. Well, I gave you I'm not feeling that you can do it. Um, yeah, but I'll I be honest, you can do most things on, on, online A big now. reason not to book it is that you got to fucking afford it. Select specs. Get your no, like literally just can't afford to go for the eye test. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have things to do in March. Does, does your company just, not have? Does your <clears throat> company not have vouchers that they pay for an eye test because you work with computers? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, literally have, I literally have two hundred pound that I normally use to buy more glasses, which I could literally use for that eye test. We have derailed massively, and I love it. But like we needed a cool down after ranting about that we book. <clears throat> we did. It was like we went, okay, we did the serious stuff. Can we just have, can we just like Chill. have a moment as friends? <laughs> it's not like we talk every fucking day or anything. <laughs> I never associate with you people. Who are you? Who is she? What are you doing in my house? Who are we? <laughs> I'm Lisa. <laughs> I want waffle fries. <laughs> oh, oh my god, what is this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's, let's get it back on track. We can do this. We can get it back on track. Let's talk about some February faves. Yes. Bell agrees. Bell is all over those February faves. Like, oh. Her favourite thing is sleep and cuddles. Oh. Well That's done, her Belle. Thing. I mean, she does give good cuddles, not going to lie. She also gave me a rash, but that sounds really bad. I mean, for the for the guys that are listening and gals and non-binary pals that are listening, um, I'm allergic to animals. <laughs> so, um, did that stop you cuddling the dog? No, no. it didn't. <laughs> didn't mean I had to take antihistamines and put rub some antihistamine like like skin soothing cream on my arms and my neck for like a week. Yes, but I don't give a shit. I got dog cuddles. So. <laughs> Antihistamine every day for an unknown allergy. Not sure what it is, but I've had to do it for like 20 years, right? When I go to my friend's house, she's got a dog. Dog is fine. She's got five cats. Learned whilst I was there, I may be allergic to cats because I couldn't breathe. So we had to <laughs> we had to go to the to the supermarket and buy two other types of antihistamine. And whenever I go, I have to take three types of antihistamine. I have to take this Probably not. I but think you only supposed to take one a day. Alive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's one a day of each type, so I think it's fine. And sometimes, I mean, I'll be honest. Sometimes I have to take two antihistamines a day anyway. I mean, I might have built up a tolerance. I've been taking it for twenty years. It might. Yeah, be maybe that's why you're crazy. It's done something to you. No, that was before that. <laughs> this has always been the case. So yeah, sorry, yeah, Belle. I got a rash from stroke and it because I'm allergic, but you know it's fine. 
because I'm still alive. Okay, so it's, it's all good. Same. Still alive and barely breathing. <laughs> What's the case with the cat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she looked at me and she was like, "Is that you?" And I was like, uh, "I think so." <laughs> <laughs> normal breathing slash wheezing laugh on a daily basis so i'm just like oh, <laughs> motley laughing shit oh. <clears throat> anyway my faves in february yes um, tell us i know not what to do um okay. i'm probably i'm probably gonna say um Sober noodles. I'm joking. Um, they are. They are. They are are fucking good. Yeah, good. (laughs) But um, if we're going on books, it's probably going to be under the whispering door or catching fire. I think. Um, because um, under the whispering door, because it started off as a four and then just surprised me at the end, and I was just like, oh my god, that's like a third five star TJ Klum book, um, and just loving it and catching fire i mean if any of you have seen my catching fire vlog um and for those of you who don't already know i've never seen nor read the hunger games prior to me reading the hunger games was december mm-hmm. that i read the first hunger games and um i honestly don't think in all my years of reading that i've ever sobbed at a book as much as I sobbed at a certain part of Catching Fire. I mean, I cried at Frostbite. Is it Frostbite? Yes. Shelmead? Yep, yes. I cried at that. And I, I did. But I was literally fucking sobbing. <laughs> it was so good. And I was just overwhelmed with the rollercoaster of emotions. And I just honestly was one of the best books of the year so far. I have no idea how the hell I'm going to pick my top 12 best of the year at the end of this year because I've had so many five stars, but that is sitting right up there. Um, I mean, the good news is that um, you've got Mockingjay to come and that's much <laughs> less stressful <laughs> and emotional, so you'll be fine. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we, we all know that... Um, March is a month of misery for Lisa Marie. Okay, <laughs> like, until the thirty first, when you get to see me. Well, the first, the beginning of March, I'll be seeing you. So I won't be reading any of the books that I need to read during the first, during the, the time of, that I'm seeing Becca because I don't want to be sat there crying. Actually, um, fuck that. I'm going to be crying when I'm with her anyway because I'm watching Endgame, Wicked, and Moulin Rouge. So let's just scrap that. I've just said that I'll be crying for different reasons. <laughs> Read Mockingjay at mine. She's gonna film your vlog for you. She's gonna sneak in and film and like, Just like look, at, look, look at her. She's absolutely fine. <laughs> She's definitely not crying. She's coping so well. <laughs> I'm not coping well. Life. So yeah, those are mine, but non-food related, I found sober noodles. Um, that is food related. I'm assuming you're yeah, non-book related. Yeah, sorry, non-book related. Um, <laughs> I mean, that couldn't be more food related. <laughs> um, I'd say yeah, soba noodles and my switch. Nice. 
because I've been playing my Sims. Switch a lot. Oh, see, that's not it's not up there yet. I've only built my mansion. Yeah. That'll, that'll um, be a March favourite. That'll be a March favourite once, we, once we've, you know, made our families and a, stuff. We're going to have a StreamYard session where we're both just going to, like, be on, like, chatting and just share our screens every so often to show our progress. Because that's a normal thing that adults do. Because this is what we're doing. <laughs> is yeah. it going to bring you joy? Yes. Yeah. Then that's all that matters. Maria Kondo, that shit, it brings me joy, <laughs> so it stays. <laughs> <laughs> and what brought you joy this month, Jen? Was it this book um, that we just read? <laughs> no. No, it was not. Um, the Shadows by Alex North brought me joy. Me joy, so this is the guy that reads uh, that wrote The Whistleman, which I haven't read yet. And turns out this is kind of partially linked, like one of the characters is in it, but you can read them separately. So I was like, oh good, because I haven't read The Whistleman yet. But it's basically <laughs> like this guy, he go he has to go back to um the town where he left 25 years ago. He's literally never been back there, not seen his mum since, because something so awful happened, he just needed to like leave and he basically had like this group of friends and two of them murdered someone and it was like a it was like a really weird thing it's all like to do with like lucid dreaming and it was really twisted and the guy that was like the the leader of it had disappeared no one no one knows what happened to him and then his mum is ill so he goes back and she's like Charlie's in the woods, Charlie's in the house and all this, like this is the main guy so he's trying to figure out like what's going on and then there's like a copycat murder and all sorts but there were some moments that were so creepy, it's like a psychological thriller rather than like a horror Right. Okay. some of the moments were so creepy I was <laughs> I was reading it and I did have some like I've got like a, like a dark uh, reading playlist which is like a bit not like, like happy music it's a bit more like heavy bassy stuff and, and stuff like that and I was listening to it and I was reading this bit and I was getting really really tense and for a minute I forgot that other people live in my house <laughs> I, was reading it. I was reading it and just out of the corner of my eye I saw a man in the room and I went ah! and Danny was like fuck <laughs> It wasn't even just like a slight jump. Like if if cartoons <laughs> when they levitate, <laughs> it was like that. I was like, wow, that was that was that had some movement, that had some range. <laughs> oh, it was God. really good. Really good, and I think like psychological thriller is something that I'm going to really enjoy because I like um obviously horror and stuff, and this is kind of like a mixed psychological thrillers like this where there's a kind of um supernatural, a possible supernatural element or like a what do they call it? Um, Paranormal. Yeah, speculative. When there's like a speculative uh. element, and you're not sure whether it's going to be like a straight up thriller or whether it's going to have a paranormal element i really love that kind of stuff so i really enjoyed it Never got Do you know what um <clears throat> when you mentioned that then i've just been looking at um i was trying to find it <laughs> do you know how you've recommended some like miracle forest rooms 
for me. Mm. Um, <laughs> there was one that I was listening to. I didn't really pay attention to the name of it. And it's something like a spooky something or other. And then <laughs> I was reading, very intensely reading, um, the, <laughs> a book physically. And all of a sudden, in my, in my area, the... and someone rings your doorbell and you yeah. scream yeah but it, it was it was me just sat here by myself with my headphones on and then i was i was it took me a good couple of seconds to realize that it was the thing on the screen because i had my headphones in and that there was really nobody in my flat and like why my would you favorite. be there there's a wall there <laughs> My favourite miracle forest is called Peaceful Apocalypse, which I think sums me up pretty well. <laughs> There's nothing peaceful about you. Peaceful <laughs> <pain>. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of making people jump right, I snuck into Jensen's room. He was watching telly, and I literally was like in his eye line, but he was so focused on the telly, he did not see me. <laughs> and I was like a fucking ninja. I crept in so quietly. At one point, I thought that I might walk into something, so I, I retreated and I changed my white picture, right? And I got literally this far from his bed, and I went, ah! And he went, ah! You made my heart jump! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish that I could say that I was like, oh baby, I'm so sorry. I gave him a hug, but the first thing I did when he said that was laugh in his face. <laughs> and then I went, oh, and I gave him a hug, but I feel like the damage was done. <laughs> You're not gonna traumatize. That was <laughs> crying. I felt awful, so I carried on laughing, and I showed him what I did, and, and then he found it funny because I was like, "No, no, let me show you why it was funny." Because like, then I did what I did, and he was like, "That is pretty funny." <laughs> but you did almost, almost kill me. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm a good man. <laughs> I, I just I just wanted to, to be the person making someone jump for once because every time I try and make Danny jump he just looks at me like I'm a twat <laughs> because it hasn't worked at all like I hide and I'm like Rah! and he's like oh, fucking idiot <laughs> and then he doesn't even try he walks into a room and I'm like oh my god <laughs> I live here <laughs> <laughs> so okay. <laughs> what, what was your favourite of the of the month? Um well I've only actually had one five star read so far this month. One. Ooh. Only one. And it's oh. the uh, The Stranded by Sarah Daniels. It's um it's a dystopian. It takes oh. place on like there's been this like apocalyptic war which involved um 
like a virus, but the virus was the court, like the war basically started and they used this virus against the enemy. Um, and what happens, it takes place on this ship, this cruise ship, because 40 years ago, when this war broke out, this ship was about to, this cruise ship was about to set sail. So everyone that was on the ship about to set sail on this holiday, and then loads of people got onto this ship and it set sail to get away from the war happening. And it's been on sea ever since. And it's now just off the coast of part of the US. And no one is allowed to go onto land because, oh, they might bring the virus, even though everyone has tested negative for the virus for 40 years. And it's like a full, this ship has like hierarchy and gangs and like there's like below decks are like the not as well off people and then like the people on like the top deck cabins are like pretty well off but they're still not allowed on land and there's so much more to it the politics behind it and everything it's so cleverly done it's the first in a duology and when I tell you I need the second book now but it comes out in July (laughs) and I'm like that sounds it is so, so good. good. It is very good. It's a YA, so I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did because I've sort of started moving away from YA. But yeah, mm, that was very, very good. Um, yeah, some YA. Who, who did you say it was by? Uh, Sarah Daniels. Got it. But like, yeah. I, I annoyingly, if if you'd asked me this question in January, my favourite would have been Love Theoretically by Ali Hazelwood because, of course, I want to mention it. That's my favourite book of the year. We didn't ask you that, Becca. But it's my favourite book of the year. But I wanted to mention question. <laughs> and also, my my non-bookish non-bookish favourite is two TV shows. One's technically oh. not a TV show. <laughs> so the TV show is The Legend of Vox Machina. And one better than that, I am currently watching all of Critical Role from Campaign yeah, you One. Are. And I am, like, I've just finished a certain arc of Campaign 1, and I'm just like, because it's the end of Series 1 of Vox Machina. So now I'm like, and I'm picking up things. I am watching Vox Machina. I I have watched three episodes. I got my motherfucking beat. Um, I... I oh let that be the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't let's say Scanlon. Let's <laughs> Scanlon show <laughs> the name. <laughs> oh, oh Scanlon does provide. Um he honestly I am going to be watching, me and Alice are going to organise some like backstage watch along for the rest of the series, she's watched episode four, I'm going to re-watch episodes one to three because I can't remember what happens in them, I only watched them like two weeks ago but it's fine, um, and then I'm going to watch episode four and continue, so thanks to Smash for introducing me to this world because it's, it's right on my alley and I, I know for a fact it'll be up your alley. Like honestly, it's, my, it's so I funny. It's on my list. I think I think I think Smash yelled at me until I put it on my list. <laughs> sure. I mean, she, fair. She does right. I mean, she well, she didn't yell at me, but it was on a like a um, 
Thrones backstage, I think, and it was like a death glare, so I thought I should probably add it. <laughs> that is Smashability, yeah, where she's just like, <laughs> seriously, you've not watched any of it? Anything else that's a fave recently, Becca? Well, well, The Last of Us TV show. I, I am loving that. I need to watch the most recent episode that come out this week, but honestly, oh, it's just so good. I played the game like a little bit when I was younger, but like, so I don't remember everything about it, but I remember key points and I'm like, the episodes are happening and I'm like, oh my God, I remember what happened to this bit. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's so I, good. I do really want to watch that because Pedro Pastel. Oh, and it looks good. He is incredible. Like, I knew he would be amazing as Joel, but he's just so much better than I imagined him as Joel. I don't understand why, like, how he can just be perfect in every role he does. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Sign of a great actor. Yeah. Yes, also, after the um, the number of TikTok edits I've seen, I really need to watch The Gentleman, uh, not The Gentleman, um, The Kingsman too. Oh, yeah, I, I can hear. I can hear yeah. it. <laughs> hey, sexy lady. <laughs> I need to watch it. <laughs> on the last one. So Kingsley, he's only in the second one. Yeah, he's I've seen the first one. Is that, is that with um, Taron Yeah. And Taron Egerton. I've only, seen the, first. I mean, I've only yeah. seen the first one. So. I mean, I've heard from a lot of people, don't bother with the third it's got Didn't none of the, the same people. It's oh, like right, a prequel okay. type thing. Oh, no. Right, okay. It's just, my friend is like the biggest Kingsman fan ever. And she hated the third. And she no. won't watch it again, I don't think. <laughs> but the so first and the second ones. I really I mean, love the first one. I've watched that quite a few times. He's so a little bit juicy, isn't he, to watch? So I'd watch it just for him, <laughs> not going to lie. I mean, I'll watch it for Colin Firth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you know I wasn't on about Colin Firth? I could have been. I wasn't, but I could have been. Because Pedro Pascal is in it, so we automatically assume that you're talking about Pedro Pascal. Mind your damn motherfucking business, bitch! Stupid ass bitch! Oh my god, I don't. Stop getting inside my brain. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, um, next up, reading doofers. Reading no, doofers. Not reading doofers yet. New to shout outs. Because I oh. was going to say something else is my favourite, <laughs> but then I, I saved it for this section, so you can't just bypass a whole section. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not New a professional. New to shout outs. <laughs> New to us and shout outs. Lisa, do you have any shout-outs? I do. I do. Go on then, my love. Well, Pick they're not really new. <laughs> they're not really new to me. They're just new to me mentioning them. Or are they new to me? Really? Are they? I don't know. No, no they're I not. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, oh. Context. <laughs> um... I'm going to shout someone out. It's Dominish Books, um, who's a booktuber 
who does a lot of reviews and a lot of them are on indie books and a lot of it is like indie spotlight stuff um and I just really like his content. He's very chill. He's not like me at all. He's the total opposite. And the other, day, the other month I mentioned Andrew from Andrew's Wizardly Reads. He's very much like, ah, kind of like an out there kind of like excitable YouTuber. Whereas Dominic, I keep calling him Dominic. He's called Dominic, but he's Dominic books. So, he, yeah. Um, he literally just sits in front of his bookcases and just talks about books. And he's just very, very chill. So he just want a chill vibe. He wants some good recommendations. He's um, and he's just, yeah. If I just want to have a nice little relaxing time, want to get like excited about books, then I'll watch Andrew. If I just want to like get some solid recommendations, I'll go to Dom. But yeah, Hi. it's lovely. Other than that, can I shout myself out, please? Thank you. <laughs> no I'm joking. Yes. We can because somebody just hit 600 subscribers. Woo! Who'll be that? Who'll be that? I love a milestone. It was you. It me. Very well deserved. Should Thank be more. You. Just saying. Hashtag just saying what are you guys doing? You're sleeping. <laughs> yeah, if you're like watching or listening to this and you're not subscribed to these two, what are you doing? Or this one. Or this oh, one. Okay. Where are you? <laughs> This is so easy for me. <laughs> this is why you want to be at the bottom, isn't it? <laughs> Start from the bottom, now we're here. Start from the bottom, now we're here. Jen! My shout out. shout out is going to be for Tilly from the Valeris Book Club. Oh my God, she's great. She's great. She is the sweetest little bean. She's so lovely. She's been uh, quite supportive, I think, of all our channels. Um, She's always up up on Sprint. She's in the comments a lot. And um, I started checking out her stuff and she's she's great. She's She's lovely. She's just done like her first vlog. She comes across so well. I think she's got about 100 subscribers. So I think she's not had her channel for very long, Um, but she's great. She's just so lovely. I, look, I mean, she's a big uh, Dog Shed of Magic fan, so automatic win between <laughs> us. <laughs> so every time I mention Kellen Rye, she's like, yes. I'm like, mm hmm, yeah. She's <laughs> just, she's really. Kind of she's great so everyone should go and follow her um and then my new to me thing is a tv show Mm. this is the one that i could have put into february faves because i binged having not watched any tv i'm on i've almost completed season two of destination fear which is a very me program to be like really no (laughs) and basically um it's this guy i think a couple of them used to work on ghost adventures but he's been in ghost adventures a couple of times and uh zach well zach bagans the lead guy from ghost adventures is like an executive producer on this one so it's like it kind of linked but they go to like these um haunted places in america to do like investigations um but i really like the dynamic because the guy who's like at the front is his sister their childhood best friend and the person that they grew up across the street from so they know each (laughs) other really well really well and they go to these places and they're just the dynamics are really good but basically what they're trying to do is they're using it as like um a study in fear 
So they'll go to these places, they'll do things that yeah. are intentionally going to scare them. And yeah. then at a certain point in the night, they pick the four scariest places, that the, the places that have made them the most uncomfortable in the building, and they split up and go and spend like three, four hours on their own. Oh, and it's no. supposed to be, they call it a sleeping <laughs> arrangement, right? So they're like, yeah, the girl off the sleeping arrangement. And then Chelsea, the girl, literally, I, like I was like, I've been saying this for the entire time I've watched it. She goes, I don't know why we called it this, because we never sleep. Because <laughs> it's literally just three hours of them sitting there like this. <laughs> no, like, literally, you were talking about things that scare you. And I was getting chills down my spine. Like, I just, oh, mm. uh, no, I but was, so no. Good because... You know, on Ghost, like, you probably don't watch it, but on Ghost Adventures, they will often try and be like, don't don't be scared, don't run from it. And they're like, fuck no, like, we want to be scared. So they don't try and, like, hide their fear. Like, if they're scared, they're like, Tana, come and get me, I'm scared! <laughs> <laughs> they don't, like, try and pretend that they're macho. They just, it's, it makes it more real. And, like, Tana's their, um, their childhood best friend, and he's, like, the tall one and, and they keep calling him like he's the protector he protects us and there was this one thing where they thought there might be actual people in the building because the, the voice was so clear and he just like was like really shouting at it and like shit the girl up because she was like what the fuck are you shouting at and he was like who's in here ah! <laughs> and i just love it it brings me so much joy i literally last, one day we didn't have jensen for the weekend and i sat there and i watched it all day on saturday and then I got up on Sunday and I put it straight back on. <laughs> I don't. I, I know it's concerning that these sort of things are my happy place, but just let me live my life. You do you. Whatever makes you happy, just go along with it. Um, um, Becca, have you got anybody that you want to shout out? Or anything that you want to shout out? I mean, there will be no surprise. There's a very small booktuber called Ashley. <laughs> Ashley's bookish life. Mm, I've never heard of this person before. Do tell. Definitely not being biased about her <laughs> channel. But she's only got like 72 subscribers. I nearly smacked myself in the face with the headphone then. Um, she's only got like 70, I think it's like 72 subscribers or 77. It's 72. Yeah. Way more. She does. I absolutely love smash. 74. So I was wrong completely on both nights. <laughs> I mean, in the middle. And like, She's just adorable. And she's got her own TBR game as well, which is really cool because it incorporates it music into it. It does. I watched and, that today, actually. It was so good. I can't believe we've only lovely. been friends with Smash since, like, properly friends since Yal last year. It the feels like... we ever <sighs> sent to each other was on the 5th of July. That's crazy. I went back through our Twitter conversation because I was curious and realised just how much stuff we sent each other on Twitter over the, over the past like however many months. I just love the how. Indicators were like, there. <laughs> honestly, when I was doing that, I was scrolling through and I was like, some of the things it would stop on, like, and I'm like, how did we not know? <laughs> But yeah, Ash, 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 also yes. known from everyone other than me as Smash or Smashly. But I just, Smashly. I don't know why. I just, I never refer to her as Smash or Smashly now. It's always Ash. Because, because you've got to distinguish your yourself as like, my girlfriend. And I it's know. just, she's Ash. Now, Ashley, if I call her Ash, I feel like I've made a faux pas. 
like a social faux pas that's what i feel mm-hmm. it's how i feel when anyone anyone from like our group calls me Gemma. i'm like fuck what did i do <laughs> i mean at this point <laughs> me calling live olivia june morgan is becoming like a standard thing i was using it to scold her at one point but now whenever she comes on well, and she's it can like still be a scold it just depends on the tone of voice yeah olivia, like, june olivia june morgan but like it's like olivia june morgan <laughs> Damn, even I'm scared. It's not even my name. (laughs) (laughs) To attention. Yes, miss. Um, But it's so funny because everybody in my, the rest of my life calls me Gemma and it's fine. But anybody, anybody, you you guys call me Gemma. I'm I'm sure that I fucked up. That is not your name. But then you go, whoa, why did I do that? And then I realise I'm not in trouble. I've done it to Smash a few times. I've called her Ashley, and I'm like, oh no, no. I called her Ashley, and I was like, oh no, Ash. <laughs> it's just weird. weird. But everyone else in her life calls her Ashley. It's Apart just from us lot. Yeah. yeah, it's like my best friend. He, I know, I know, he's extending my name, but my best friend. Even he even signs my cards as Lisa Wu, because <laughs> he's really wow. Fluff. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've got a blanket below me and it just fluffed all over. <laughs> like, um, like, I really, I'm a bit weird now. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't brand new information. <laughs> when we sing along to songs, I have a habit of ad libbing. <laughs> you? This surprises me. And in the middle of a song, I'll just go, woo! Yeah! <laughs> Do you know who else does that? <laughs> My mum, which is God. <laughs> woo! <laughs> I do other ad libs of like other random sounds. And, um, like, <laughs> We, we we always used to have certain parts of like little mix songs that we used to do as well, and my parts were always the parts where they did like the extra like um, in um, congratulations, for instance. Not that you watch Drag Race, but there's a part where in the middle in between the two two lines it goes so gorge, and I'm that bitch that does the whole <laughs> in the middle of it. Shy. And for ages, all I did was just go woo when I was really excited. So then, like for the past six out of our t- years after my ten year friendship, it just calls me Lisa Wu, but it's spelled Lisa with a and then it's Woo W U. But he signs all my cards like that, and <laughs> and whenever he comes to me, whenever he speaks, he's like Lisa Woo. Like, that's how it... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the my, sister, my sister's name is Mandy. I don't think I've called her Mandy in about 20 years. It's either Mand, and that's pushing it, or Giggs. <laughs> I, I, at some point, I'm like, I don't even know if you... Do you still have the legal name, Mandy? Did you not change <laughs> it to Giggs? This one, when her mum calls her Becky... Well, the first time oh. her mum called her Becky in front of me, I was like, sorry, what? Who? <laughs> yeah, and then my, and then a sister called her Becky as well, and I'm like, it's my it's family. Becky. Minus my, my niece and nephews. They're the only ones that call me Becky. Everyone else calls me Becca. And I actually hate 
Becky. You like don't I'd, look I'd, like a Becky. Right? <laughs> you look like a Becca. Right? Like, <laughs> Rebecca, Rebecca doesn't... Rebecca no. doesn't bother me at all. Mm. I don't like it, but if someone calls me Rebecca, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's it's my name, fine. Like, it's what's on my birth certificate, fine. But even in work, they literally, when I started at this new, well, it's not a new job anymore, but at this job, and they was like, oh, do you, do you like being called Rebecca or do you prefer, like, another abbreviation of your name and I was like oh I like Becca and I was like make sure you change it on your signature as well all my like my other jobs wouldn't let me change my signature it had to be Rebecca so everyone in work would refer to me as Rebecca apart from the two people I actually liked that's stupid whereas no. this job everyone it always throws people on my team if someone comes over who doesn't usually talk to me and goes Rebecca and they all just go Becca <laughs> and I'm just like but like because my email address is still Rebecca but my signature is Becca and I always it, like if I'm replying to someone I go by what their signature says yeah, yeah. because that's what they want to be referred to as so yeah. like there's a Jennifer but she's Jenny yeah, yeah. but yeah it's... I I love shortening people's names I will <laughs> I will shorten people's names in any way I can I refer to everybody like Lise, Chloe. I mean, Meg, you can't really get Meg, short. Can't. So call her Meg. I mean, Meg, you can't call Meg, Meg is the shortened Meg. name. Yeah. yeah. Meg is the shortened Livy. name. Livy. Livy's actually, well, yeah, I mean, I could just call her I Liv. I call her Liv. She always refers to herself Liv. as Livy. I've never called her Livy in my life. It's Liv. I don't know why. I mean, it depends. Definitely in my head. Yeah, I think I've heard someone call her once, then I just started calling her Livy. Um... She refers oh, to herself as Livy, yeah. but I just, I, I can't. Like, if she genuinely said to me, can you please start calling me Livy, not Liv, then I would. But yeah. she doesn't yeah. have an issue with Liv, so I will continue calling her Liv. Because Livy, <laughs> to me, is weird. I've known her for nearly six years, That's and I've why, never called yeah. her Livy. <laughs> I, yeah. I do the same at work. I've, I've got my, my work bestie's called Paulina. And... Um, <laughs> Someone said something the other day, called her Lena. And she goes, why did you call me that? She goes, Gemma sometimes call you Lena. She goes, no, she doesn't. I go, yeah, I do. I said, not to your face, but I often refer to you as Lena, Lena. <laughs> She's like, why? I was like, I don't know. I always call her PB because that's her initials. I just said, I'm like, hi, PB. <laughs> and then I'll be talking to someone else and I'll be like, oh, I'll ask PB. And they're like, who? And I'm like, Lena, <laughs> Lena, Lena. <laughs> she's like i did not know you referred to me in such a way i'm like yes always <laughs> i like to give people nicknames <laughs> no is that my best mate's called ed like I, I would ne i've never full named him like it's just he's just ed and his his mum is a maria she's not maria she's like a maria because oh, i have to i have to say it in his accent because he always says how's our maureen and i'm like how's our maria and that 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 I have to say it like that because he says I was Amorine and I'm like I was Amaria and that's just that, that's just what we do. And then he tries to talk in my accent all the time. He really does it. He doesn't do it well. So then I just we just honestly half the time it's been him saying no no I can't and like trying <laughs> my accent and there's me there sitting chatting shit to him in a Scouse accent. <laughs> and then we went, we both got proper hype the other day though. Um 
I was sat there like, my Edward does this, and I told him, like, my Edward, I don't know why I did it, we were just, I actually sent you voice notes, didn't I? It was, it was the voice note situation. Um, it was then when I found it absolutely fucking hilarious. I could not, like, when I was drunk, I could not stop doing the Scottish accent. This particular thing that we were doing that led me to talking in this girl's accent, I could not switch off. And he was sat there. He turned red. I was red. We were both crying with laughter because I could not stop going, my ass was works for the, for the NHS. <laughs> He's the manager of a doctor's surgery. And I was just, I was talking like that for a good 45 minutes. And it was like, what's my name again? Like, Edward. My Edward. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could slip into accents that easily. Same. I mean, they're barely passable as accents, Seth. No, they're good. No, you you can do accents. In my head, I can. But I've always, I've always, in my my head, does my things. Nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten when you do an accent, it sounds really good. And I'm like, (laughs) how do you do this? (laughs) It's called being a loner as a child and having nothing else to do other than live. (laughs) That got dark. (laughs) Damn, should we do some? I've always I've always I've always had a a thing for picking up. I used to I used to my family half my family's Scottish. So I've, that's the first other accent I learned. And if if they have like a, if it's a, something with a strong twang that's like easy to pick up in my in my mind, like Scouse accents, Scottish accents are quite musical. In and Aussie accents are quite musical, so I can I can get a pick it up and I, I make like a tune in my head in the way that they talk. But like I struggle with Geordie accents because it's quite stilted, and I struggle with. Irish accents because they're quite thick and it's the way that you use your vowels. And if, if well, I'm good at picking up French and German as well. I when I used to do French and German at school, I could slip into those accents. Obviously, when when I was talking the language as well, it really bugs me. It bugged me at school when people used to be like "bonjour." I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're gonna say a French word, say it in the accent. It's like it's like you would, have hated, listen, you would have hated listening to me when I used to do Duolingo. <laughs> if it's good enough for Del Boy, it's good enough for you. Oh, all right? Como estas? I'm like fuck it up. <laughs> what the hell? Oh yeah. Anyway, another sidebar. What the fuck was that? How did we get on that conversation? I have, no, I have literally no memory. It was a good time. Reading doofers. So, I have my list ready to go. Oh, no, I don't, because the last two don't have anything written next to them. <laughs> I've, written, I've written them down, but I haven't written the book. So that's awkward. Right. Well, we'll do the ones that we do have. We've already said the podcast is the Crescent Moon by EJ Double. For Schwabalong. Yeah. Reading our dark duet. <clears throat> Lisa's going to have a crack in March. <laughs> All about fantasy is Jade Legacy, which Lisa will also be reading. <laughs> Christophon is Dark Dawn. <sighs> Which Lisa will also be reading. 
March is the month of misery. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. <laughs> We're, done. We're not done with your misery. Find the angel along. Oh, Find the darkness, which, you've guessed it, lives in the And I'm, I'm given to understand that most of these books are, um, are pretty emotional. Emotional of those books. I'm just trying to work out if I can find oh oh I have that book so the March book for fiction addiction is the echo wife which I own but it's somewhere in the depths of this (laughs) shelf so I'm not gonna hold it up so I can't tell you who it's by uh, but it's echo wife and do we know what the catch-up book club is it's before they I'm are writing them in now, it's a little bit late, but I'm just going to fill them in. I'm not going to pick it up because Lord Squidley and Bruce, fish <laughs> or friends, not food, are sitting no more books right now. But it's Before They Are Hanged by Joe Abercrombie. Oh. It's great. Well, the first book is great. Um, much confusion, as always, with high fantasy. But mm. yeah. I don't know when the well, I don't so know the live shows for those are. I don't know either. No, but why <coughs> the angel along will be the fifth of April? Yeah, because we organised. We, we organised the February book live club a uh, live show and the March book live show. Unfortunately, Schwabalong is run by me, Lisa, and Tories. <laughs> we do not. We we figure it out the week before. All we know <laughs> is it won't be the 5th of April. <laughs> or no, the 7th. Because the 7th is Tori's birthday, but also um, the 7th is a Christopher Holland book. <laughs> where we just I fit think... in where we can. We're like the poor cousin. <laughs> we, just, we rock up late. We, we take what's left. <laughs> we hope for the best. <laughs> Readathon uh, time now. What's going on in March? Um, there was quite a lot happening in March, and I <coughs> couldn't narrow them down. So I'm only going to tell you about two, and the rest, the the Discord will be linked down below. But Steph Loves is doing a final book support group throughout yeah. the entire month of March. I'm going to be the one um, with claws. I can't remember what groups they are. They're split into groups. You all have each individual prompts. It looks fine for Confession Fabulous. And I've got claws. So What Lisa said, because I'll be honest, I know the name of that readathon and nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> but a readathon I do know something about is Marvelathon! <laughs> Throughout the month of March, and is being hosted by someone that we know and love. Oh, Lisa does life over here in the camera. Barely, but he's here. (laughs) Barely. I'm so Um, excited. So we are also involved loosely. No, we're we're team captains, and it's uh, Team OG, the winning winners versus Team (laughs) Newgen. The actual winners. Come, no, no. coming second out of two. That's sad, isn't it? <laughs> In a convenient that she also chose the bottom today, and yes, she was she on the bottom on yesterday's live. So I'm lulling you into a full sense of security. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna stay at the bottom and just be happy 
in in your bottom life because you're just not going to be the top. <laughs> you know, we can't. No, you can't always win, Becca, and that's fine because it's more. About yeah, look, I didn't part. look. I didn't <laughs> win last time. <laughs> I will not let us be beaten again. <laughs> We would just like to reassure you all that this is all done in good banter. We do still like each other, but Becca, you are going down. As we, I said, we might, as I we said might get in competitive, but we're, we're but a we happy family, you. really. Yeah. <laughs> as I said in a comment on one of your videos, Becca, for March, you will be my nemesis. <laughs> Until the 31st. And then, it, and then it's fine. All good. Yeah. All good. I know the 31st is still March, but it's also my birthday, so you, yeah, we'll yeah. Yeah. But between yeah. the 1st and the 30, we are sworn enemies. Well, to be fair, me and me and Smash are going to have to call the truce um, on what the 30th you? because we're going down a day early to go and see Bonnie and Clyde. You and Smash? Yeah. You're on the same team, my love. I know, so we're going to have to call, call the truce. truce with me. Oh, I thought you meant to call the truce with each other, and I was like, you're on the same team. No, because obviously it's funny, though, because, like, her girlfriend's on the opposite team, and I love that. Um, it's good <laughs> it's so she's going to be in a, in a, you know, not a fight, not a real fight, just <laughs> just a fight. For, like, it's going to be, it's gonna be a good fun. So we've got set prompts. That Lisa will link everything down below, but there's I like will. different points per prompts, and obviously you want to be on Team OG. New gen. Because uh, we're the best. Sorry. And there's bookmarks. There are bookmarks. Yes. I, the bookmarks. I saw that you placed your order as well. It technically it was my mum. She mom. asked me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I assumed it was female when it came to and I was like, oh, I was gonna I didn't have a name, but I paid with my card. <laughs> <laughs> I've got mine ready to go. So as soon as March hits and I start my first read, straight mine sat on top go. of my March TBR pile ready. I need to start my March TBR. I've literally, I'm not doing my game. I'm doing like the obligatory reads that I've got to read because I know they're going to cause me so much damage. Um, whether rightly or wrongly, um, I've decided to read the Iron Crown in <gasps> March. Um, that won't I'm, cause you emotional damage, it's fine. Right, okay, that's fine. Maroda kind of did at the end, because, you know, the end. You know, the, the but, Iron Crown didn't cause me emotional damage. Okay, Cause, but it is the first of the series, so and it's so there's that. So I'm thinking, I'm hoping, and I'm going to break up with some graphic novels. I'm going to read my, read my Black Widow graphic novels. I'm going to foray into reading some electronic graphic novels, because I can't afford £12 for Hawkeye, but I want to read it. So... Yeah, the yes. prompts, literally, the only prompt that you cannot double upon is the team prompt. Every other prompt that is out there available, you can double up, triple up, whatever. I just want everyone to have fun and just share the love. For, it's so much... for the love of God, stretch those prompts. Yeah. Have we stretched that one stretching the, the yes, tree or wood on the cover? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, like, we genuinely, I'm, I think I speak for Lisa and all of us, we don't care. It's yeah. just about having fun. If like, you if can you explain, explain how it works. Yeah. Yeah. It works. I, I said that the Hawkeye comics would definitely fit for wood on the cover because an arrow can be made of wood. Yes. That one probably isn't, but it, it could be. <laughs> you don't know. 
It's purple. It could be anything. My only main rule is just don't be a dick. Don't be a Um, dick. I'm going to trust that if you say you've read it and it fits, you've read it and it fits. And, you know, be on your conscience if you cheat, bitches. Stretches and lives here. <laughs> yes, she do. Um, <laughs> I need to film a recommendations video and my TBR. Because, you know, as the host of the whole thing, I really should do a recommendation video. You've do you still think? got, like, what, six days left of them? Like? Yeah, I'll film it tomorrow. It can go fine. up. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. I was, I have, oh, my God, I have got a 770-page book to read in March as well called The Heliotrope, and it's a physical read. <laughs> And I can't take 10 months to read that like I did for Ilborn because it's the review is due in March as well. <laughs> oh, it's oh, due in March. Yeah. I only got sent it this month. So it's not like I put it off till like the last minute. It was sent and like I think it's March or the beginning of April that, that that review is due. So that is fair. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna Yeah. Um and I, I did, initially, I was going to be like, oh, day of fall or night, I'm going to read that as soon as it comes out. I'm not, because it's got dispatched, and I'm not reading it until I'm not reading it in March. No, no, thank you. I might read I something that... I was going that... to try. It's not happening. Might read this arc that I got sent by an author that begins with A. I can't remember. Um love, love. What's it called? Love. Mm-hmm. Um therapeutically yes, yes. <laughs> that needs to be the next one that needs to be the next i mean the next one is check and mate and it's also ya <gasps> so i don't know how i'm gonna feel about that one i'm actually a bit worried about that one but love theoretically is amazing <laughs> the one. um so i'll probably read that in march as well yes, you know just because it's you know, seeing as it's your birthday month, then it's one of your favourites. I thought I might as well slide it in there, you know. Jem, stop it. <laughs> Becca's just like, get it. And then Jem's like, no, I'm just like, I'm not going to say it. Not going to say it. Not going to say it. <laughs> Whatever you thought you That's heard what she said. Or you did not. Okay. So what I have to say it because it's just. Mm. Right. So, <laughs> thank you, Becca. I know I said Jem. Thank you, Jem, for joining. You like me. <laughs> You're <No>. welcome. <laughs> I had a great time. So, Jem, next month. Woo! Yay! Thank you, Becca, for coming on again. Oh, for me again. And, like, this was, like, the complete opposite of the last book. Are we rich? Because we all really enjoyed the last book when I was on. So it's what was the last? What was the book? The other one. The what? The other ones. Oh, we did. Oh, that was so good. (gasps) The vampire books. I need to check in with Fran Hard to see if she's written those vampire books yet. (laughs) (laughs) Do a little touch base with her. (laughs) Oh yeah. For those of you who don't know, I did. I did message her afterwards, just being like. We, we, we loved it, and the vampire books sort of needs to happen. She was like, I didn't think of that, 
but there may possibly be a book in the works following the sister at college. And we were like, oh, well, get that on my radar when it comes on. So, yeah, I need to find out more about that. Um, but, yeah, hopefully next time you're on, there'll be a, a, a good book again. Um, maybe we'll just stay away from contemporary romances written by men. Um, Why do men? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the whole. That's all she wrote. <laughs> why? Oh, fuck why? It up. Why do? Why do men? <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> I like individual men, but men as a whole, you're really starting to push your luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we said we'd try it. We said it'd be a healthy discussion. Um, and we now Well, know it was that... a discussion. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure I'd call it healthy. <laughs> you know, it may have tarnished all male contemporary writing for the rest of our lives, but, you know, it is what it is. I'll just stick to male fantasy re- um, authors from now on because I know they can write fantasy I... well. I would say though it's not male contemporary authors; it's just male contemporary authors that try to write romance, yeah. like as a genre. They can't do it straight, yeah. like straight romance, because some of like the best queer oh, romance I've read has been written by men. Some of the yeah. best like YA fiction that I've read that has really like gutted me in the fields has been written by men. Romance, maybe just leave it Straight to the girls. Straight romance, leave to yeah, the, just, leave just, to the females. Leave it to the girlies. We've got this. Yeah. We don't need your help. <laughs> really? Do you not need a man to save you? Sorry. Anyway, no. <laughs> thank you very much for joining. We will be seeing you all next month. All the links to everything we've discussed on the lovely Becca Fowl will be in the description of the video slash podcast description. And we'll see you all next month for more fun, chaos and fun times. Hashtag barely adulting. Woo!